Welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Tune in for daily discoveries as we celebrate curiosity and explore interesting facts about history, science, and more in five minutes or less. Hi, I'm Luke, and welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Do you like to build things out of blocks? How about building with Legos? Have you ever wondered where Legos came from? <laughs> Let's find out. Before we learn how modern-day Legos came to be, we need to go back to the early 1930s in Denmark. At that time, things were not going well all over Europe. Many people did not have a job or much money. A master carpenter named Kirk Christensen was doing all he could to feed his wife and children. One of the ways he thought he could earn extra money was to make and sell quality wooden toys. He knew that no matter how tight money was, children would always need toys to play with. Kirk used his master carpentry skills to create blocks, piggy banks, cars, trucks, and other wooden playthings. He opened his first toy store in a little town in Denmark called Billund in 1932. Kirk's toys were so well made that his toy store was an instant success. He had to hire more people to help him make enough toys to keep up with the demand. Kirk named his toy business Lego, which means play well in the Danish language. His motto was, only the best is good enough. So he held every employee to a very high standard, and he used only the highest quality materials. Soon Lego toys were being sold in stores all over Denmark. Despite personal tragedy and worldwide war, Kirk's toys remained wildly successful. Then, something interesting happened. Well, you might not think it's very interesting, but the people living in the 1940s did. The interesting thing that happened was the invention of plastic. Plastic was revolutionary for several reasons. It was less expensive to make things out of plastic. It came in many bright colors, and plastic could be molded into an infinite number of shapes. About that same time, Kirk was sent some plastic toys that were being made in England. These toys were easier to clean than wooden toys, could be produced much quicker than wooden toys, and were safer for children since the edges were smooth. Among the toys that Kirk received were some plastic interlocking blocks. Kirk was intrigued with the blocks. Curiously, the inventor had patented the shape and function of the block, but only in England. That meant that it would be 100% legal for Kirk to make the same kind of blocks in Denmark. Kirk was already making wooden blocks that locked together, but they did not meet his high standards. His mind kept returning to the plastic blocks from England. Finally, in 1949, the Lego company began producing the first plastic interlocking blocks in Denmark. Kirk called them automatic binding bricks. Even though the automatic binding bricks were better than their wooden counterparts, there were still issues to overcome. The plastic material the bricks were made from easily warped, and the bright colors faded. Additionally, not every block fit well with every other block. The success that Kirk and his toy company had been enjoying came to a halt as people stopped buying the bricks and began returning the ones they had purchased. 
By this time, one of Kirk's sons, Godfred, had joined him at the Lego company. The two men were not discouraged by this setback. They knew a solution could be found. They knew their bricks could be a wonderful toy for the children of Denmark. Then, Gottfried had an idea. What if the Lego company produced sets of the automatic binding bricks? Each set could be used to make something unique, and multiple sets could be combined to make bigger and better creations. By 1955, the company was making 28 different sets of bricks, each with a unique theme. The strategy worked. Sales of the automatic binding bricks picked up again. Even though people were buying the bricks again, the manufacturing process had not been improved. The same problems with the plastic still existed. Gottfried redesigned the shape of the bricks, making them sturdier and ensuring they could fit together better in 1958. Sadly, his father passed away the same year. Now Gottfried would have to continue the Lego company without him. In 1963, Gottfried made further improvements to the bricks when a stronger plastic material became available. The bricks that LEGO began producing in 1963 are the same bricks that remain popular with children and adults now. Today, the original LEGO factory in Denmark produces 19 billion LEGO bricks each year. They come in dozens of shapes, sizes, and colors. There are four other LEGO factories, too, located in Hungary, China, Mexico, and the Czech Republic. These factories combine to make 90 billion LEGO bricks each year. They also produce about 700 million little rubber LEGO tires. Visitors to Denmark can tour the original LEGO factory in Billund and even enjoy the Legoland theme park, which opened in 1968. What is your favorite thing to make with LEGOs? If you build something amazing, I'd love to see it. Send me a picture. Thanks for tuning in to the Inquisikids podcast. If you want to see the sources we used for this episode or send us some listener mail, you can find links in the episode description. Thank you.